This episode of the Vacant House Podcast is brought to you by Gillette. Are you feeling way too toxic or masculine today? Then try Gillette. Gillette, pissing off our main clientele since 2019. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Vacant House Podcast. I'm joined by the lovely Spike Salter. Hello. And the ever-so-dashing Hayden Snook. Good day. So today, we are recording on Monday, March 25th, and I hope you've all had a great week so far. What have you been up to this week, Snook? Uh, uh, This past weekend, I finally got to see Us, that new Jordan Peele movie. Uh, Nice. It was pretty good, actually. I don't know if it was as good as his first one. Uh, get out but it was definitely an interesting concept and if you're into like plot twists and the way things work in within movies i would definitely go and see it highly recommend uh question for you hayden yes i saw some rumors that it was very uh preachy politic wise is it um i didn't get that vibe to be honest no yeah it's good it wasn't like there wasn't like anything like Ooh, super liberal or ooh, like obviously it probably wouldn't be conservative Hollywood, you know, but like it, it wasn't anything political. I mean, probably there was some hidden undertones that I might not have caught or anything, but it no, no, actually, anything. uh, Jason Whitlock, who I follow on follow on Twitter, um, he he put a pretty pretty I, I don't want to say damaging, but a pretty negative review of the movie and said it was very very preachy and you know obviously in one way of leaning politically but no that's i just wanted to know i mean it was like it 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 was more conspiracy based than like political you know what i mean yeah yep it it wasn't like anything like super one-sided in in my opinion i mean someone else might get a completely different view i i I do recommend going and seeing it though i think jordan peele is at the top of the horror game right now and it's pretty impressive how about you, Spike? Uh, well, obviously, this past weekend was pretty much all March Madness. Mm-hmm. Um, tried a new beer. It's a it's called Mango Cart, and it's from Golden Road Brewing Company from out in uh, California. So shout out to them. It is amazing. It's only 4% alcohol, so it's not the strongest thing ever, but it was it was lovely, and I think you guys should both try it. Mm-hmm. And lastly... IPA. No, it's just it's just like a mango wheat beer. So it's it's pretty light on the beer taste, kind of fruity, but it's Is very it like. No, it, it it reminded me of like laying on a beach, kind of. Just so like, like a summer shandy ish. Yeah, of yeah, kind of like that, but like mangoy. Hmm. Um, and then Dean Lewis came out with a new album that I listened to this past weekend. I had. I had been listening to a couple of his songs he's been coming out with the past couple of years. He came out with his first album, and it's really, really good. Wait, so every, everybody Dean give him Lewis a listen. is the uh, – uh, what he sings that really sad song. Yeah, Be All Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I actually – so that was his most popular song. And then his first song I ever heard was a song that they played on the show Riverdale. And I listened to it, and ever since that, I've kind of been a fan of his. But what about you, Bargo? What have you been up to? So, first off, whenever you said, we going to be all right, I thought of Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> that song? And I was like, there's yeah. no way that a country singer sings that. 
Um, yeah. But no, I spent pretty much my whole weekend listing a bunch of games on eBay, and I've already made like 200 bucks so far, so that's exciting. Wow, that's um, great. Yeah, trying to consolidate a little bit and stuff I didn't Now, are you, are you in profit? I am. Well, okay, so my collection is very much not in profit. The value is over what I've spent, obviously. Um but that, that's the goal of selling some stuff is to offset it. So then I make my collection. Well, yeah, free. I mean, I mean, with the games you pay, like you sold, oh, though, you oh, made a hundred percent, man, a hundred percent. So good. I actually, I actually bought a game on Friday. There's a GameCube game called Gotcha Force, which normally sells for like 170. I bought it for 140. So trying to, <laughs> trying to recoup a lot of that. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, Tommy, my roommate, convinced me to chug. I got this bottle of lime concentrate, lemon concentrate. Oh, oh no! <laughs> and were you drunk? I, no, I was not at all. Wow. I was actually, I was wow. kind of hungover from the night before. But I went to Walmart and I got this bottle of like lemon concentrate because I was like, oh, I can throw that in water and make. I love lemon water, and it had like a bunch of like different shit in it. And it didn't look very good, and he was like, you won't chug that. And I'm very easy to convince. Oh. And dude, my stomach—I pissed like straight acid. It was a—it uh, was not good on the way out or the way in either, um, <laughs> as you would expect. So that was pretty. Stupid. You didn't throw up? No, no. And that—that that was his thing. That—that's kind of what convinced me was he kept saying like, "You're gonna literally burn a hole in your stomach if you do that because it's so acidy." And I was like, no, I won't even puke or anything. It'll be fine. So, yeah, it was a it was a terrible three hours of just, like, laying in bed and wincing. But it was worth it for the $5 he gave me. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't one of my better moments. Um, but, yeah, I spent a lot of time this weekend watching March Madness. So, I guess we can hop right into that. So, this episode, as you can tell by the title, is mostly about uh, talking about our March Madness predictions and updating you on what we got right, what we got wrong. So, as of today... Uh, all of the round of 64 and round of 32 are done, correct? Is that right? Yes, correct. So Sweet so, 16 and Elite 8 will be this coming Thursday through Friday will be Sweet 16. Saturday and Sunday will be Elite 8. Right. So I'm looking at our the group that we're all in, and it looks like Spike, both the Spike's brackets are ahead of me, and then shortly after is Hayden. So we're all really close. Uh, I'm having brackets. a historically bad year. I mean, this is terrible. So the fact that I'm like, up at the top means that we're all sucking. How yeah. amazing is it that Paige is, like, killing us? Yeah, that, that's know. kind of absurd, but her max points aren't that high. I think I looked at her bracket before. She had uh, she had Villanova in the Final Four, so... Yeah, that'll... Sh- so that's the thing. Off. That's the thing that I noticed. My big takeaway, and then we'll go more into the specifics, obviously, but my big takeaway is that other than Oregon, this is a very favorite-heavy March Madness. So if you look at the Sweet 16, it's 1 versus 4, 3 versus 2, 1 versus 4, 3 versus 2, 1 versus 12, 3 versus 2, 1 versus 5. So it's very favorite heavy. Which is um, weird you, because you started to cut you off. It's weird because you just said that you were having a down year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just been a lot of like the, so, the games that don't really matter. So I'm expecting it to pick back up because, yeah, I had a bad two rounds, but I got really lucky in that all the games that I missed, I still have 14 of my 16 Sweet 16 teams, and I still have all eight of my Elite Eight. That's pretty impressive. Hmm. So, like, yeah, it, it, it's been a weird year, but if you just pretty much pick the favorites this March Madness, you're doing pretty well. I only have uh, one missing from my Elite Eight, and that's Villanova. 
and I have one missing from mine as well, which is Kansas State. Oh, yeah, they uh, they Dean Wade is injury prone. Dean I Wade, told I told you that. Yeah, I'm gonna print hey. out a picture of him tonight, and I'm gonna put it on my dartboard that's in my living room. Because <laughs> what about he, Ethan Happ? Dude, that everyone that came out of the South, like Virginia, almost lost. I had Ole yep. Miss and Oklahoma won. I had Wisconsin and Oregon won. I had Kansas State, UC Irvine won. I had St. Mary's, Villanova won. The only two that I got right. I mean, I got Virginia right, but the only two other than that were Purdue and Tennessee, which were heavy yeah. favorites. Like that—that's yep. that's how bad my South was, which is yeah. very crazy. But the Big Ten team showed up. Yeah, Hayden, I, Hayden. I will be—I will be the first to admit <laughs> that I was completely wrong about the Big Ten teams. And in fact, we'll find out later where I have some Big Ten teams. So, Hoo-hoo. so what yeah. were some crazy, some crazy matchups that we, or some crazy upsets? There weren't any sixteen I, seeds or fifteen seeds. There I weren't any to, 14 seeds. I no. need to say shout out to Professor Wei Chung Wong again for picking <laughs> that Irvine upset because that was my winner. Oh, yeah. Baby, and I picked Oregon. I knew Oregon would beat Wisconsin, and I, I knew if Irvine won that Oregon would just be able to beat Irvine. And then, man, this matchup is perfect. Oregon versus Virginia. Virginia is probably going to have a down game. They're going to beat – Yep. oh, my gosh, it's going to be – Hmm. So usually around this time, there's some huge storylines, you know, a 13 seed, a 12 seed, even an 11 seed, you know, some sort of Cinderella team. And I guess I wouldn't classify Oregon as that yet because it's only the Sweet 16. Now, definitely if they win, if they beat Virginia, they, they, they jump pretty far in the Cinderella run um, train, if you will. Uh, So there wasn't really a ton of storylines and we can just kind of get this out of the way because obviously I want to talk about it, but obviously Duke and Central Florida kind of took the storylines. That, that's, that's the biggest storyline of this uh, tournament. Yes, Spike, I texted you afterwards, and I, I was convinced you had a stroke halfway through that last I was, minute. Because... I was sitting at JP's, and I screamed as loud as I could when Zion hit the and one. Come on! Yeah, I, I, I was like, let's go! And then there was like a family sitting behind me, so I do apologize to them. And then I screamed again when Duke officially won, and I didn't apologize that time. But you I did literally leave Literally could not get closer than that game was. Like, that you was can't just... even get close. That, both of those balls rolled freakishly around the hoop in that I will say, last shot. I will say this. That's... So a lot of people, whether you hate Duke, whether you wanted Central Florida to win, um, a lot of people are saying that there were some missed foul calls. Duke got lucky at the end. I would say this, that if Central Florida wins that, it's the exact same thing just on Duke's side. The officials oh, the yeah. officials missed seven. Taco Fall should have been out of that game five minutes mm-hmm. before that. Oh, he yeah. absolutely like, they, he, like, punched Zion in the face. Well, I thought there was, there was one call. I don't know if that's what you're referring to, but there was one call where they called it. I thought for sure it was on Taco, but they called it on – another guy that had three fouls already. So it yeah. wasn't like no one was like, oh, Taco should have been fouled out. But it was – I thought for sure that was on Taco. Yeah, there's a there's a still picture. It's like with three minutes to go, and Zion jumps up, and he, obviously he's going for his normal, you know, looking for contacts and then try to get an and one. And there's a still picture of, like, Taco, like, getting ball with his one hand, but then his other hand is, like, I mean, just massacring Zion's face. Yeah, well, the yeah. one where the ball, um, where they were seeing if it touched the hoop or not for the yeah. point, which that definitely did not touch the rim. I didn't. I thought 
and I think this is pretty obvious. I understand it's not like no, it is kind of visual proof. If the ball doesn't change directions, yes, that means it doesn't hit the rim. So on on the first uh, replay, on the first take, I was arguing with Tommy because I was like, "There's no way that that ball did not touch the rim because yeah. we we couldn't see like the top down angle was super clear that it didn't." Um, and then the one they showed after that, which I think was from the right side, where you saw the ball come down, and it wasn't really spinning. And then it hits the backboard, and that's when it moves direction. Like, it didn't change between those two moments at all. Yeah. What I was curious about was uh, Gene Sterator. Is that his name? The referee? Yeah. yeah. Uh, whenever he was on there, he said, in the two angles that I have, I don't see undisputable evidence, undisputable proof. And that makes me wonder, like, how in today's day and age, how do we have, like, refs and experts that don't have access to what we see on tv because it's like the same thing as like you could look up on the the jumbotron and have a better view than what the referees are looking at in the in the booth yeah i don't know how you can let that be a thing it was similar to the um like an a defensive lineman um putting up his hand and and tipping the ball and then like uh, so you know if they tip the ball then pass interference can't be a thing but if they don't then pass interference can be a thing Mm -hmm. so what they what the main thing people do is they look to see either if the finger goes back on the ball or if the ball changes rotation anyway. And it was pretty clear that if that ball would have hit that rim, the rotation would have completely changed or it just would have stopped completely and mm-hmm. it didn't. So I don't understand. I don't understand how that's not in this beetle proof. So I'm, I'm a little confused here. What exactly happened? Cause I didn't, so, understand. I didn't so know there was controversy behind. Yeah. So with about a minute to go or I, I forget the time, stamp there but um about a minute yeah minute yeah 30, maybe. central Flor- central florida with like three seconds ago two seconds ago shot the ball and it did they, they said it hit the rim i don't think it hit the rim but in any case it like went over the basket and like barely missed the rim and hit the backboard now in basketball if in order to get the shot clock back because the shot clock goes from 30 and counts down. In order to not get a shot clock violation, the ball has to hit the rim for the, the clock to reset to 30. If the ball doesn't hit the rim, it's a shot clock violation. So they said it hit the rim. Taco gets the rebound. The shot clock gets put back to 30. It's not a shot clock violation. Central Florida gets two free And he points. dunks it, he dunks yeah. It. And he dunks it. If they would have said, no, it didn't hit the rim, that's a shot clock violation, they don't go up 74 to 70. And, I mean, it could be a different story. Obviously, Duke won, so it doesn't matter. But that was mm-hmm. the controversy. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it, it was a really interesting finish, though. I mean, that's that's about as good of a game that, as you can expect. Like, that was very close. It closely reminded me of uh, Villanova's year where they hit the three to win. Against like, North Carolina. Against North Carolina. Like, it, it was an important <clears throat> game. Because normally in March Madness, you see buzzer beaters, which we really didn't see hardly any this year um, so no. far in the opening rounds. But you, you normally see that kind of thing, but you don't see it in the higher games. And yeah. that's why that Villanova game was – Villanova-North Carolina was so good. So I would, that was going to be the next question that I asked. I was going to ask, you know, and this is tough because, that I mean, that was clearly the best game. So taking away from that, was there any games that you guys watched that you just thought were awesome? I mean, obviously not a lot of buzzer beaters, not a ton of upsets happened, but were there any games where, like, just from start to finish, like, you just couldn't take your eyes off of it? I mean, not to, like, not to, like, toot my horn again, but there the you Irvine go. Yeah, no, go Kansas ahead. State game was actually, <laughs> was actually a fun game to watch, even mm-hmm. though, like, everyone was, wasn't fun for me. A lot of people were expecting Kansas State to 
like move forward. I mean, it was still a really fun game to watch, and especially because like you see a team that isn't hardly ever mentioned in basketball, and for them to win over a, a big conference school, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I liked Maryland LSU. I I watched that game, and I had yes. I had money on that game too. That was so, a good game. Yeah, so I, I had money to where Maryland was plus two and a half. And so they covered, and I thought I had LSU advancing. So I was rooting for Maryland to keep it close, but LSU wins. And I thought I had everything, like it went perfectly to plan. I won my ten bucks back and doubled it. And then I found out my bracket had Maryland anyway. So it was, I mean, it was okay, I guess. But yeah, that was a really good game. <clears throat> what Jeez, a, did um, you guys? Did see? you hear that? Yeah, game? that was that, that was, was really bad. Big crack. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a dry wow. throat. Mm, yeah, you take away my driver's license. No, you're too good of a driver to do that. But anyways, (laughs) um, I thought another great game, I think it was yesterday, was the Iowa-Tennessee game. Did you guys catch that? I did not. So Tennessee was up on Iowa by 25. and Iowa that good overtime? Yeah, Iowa came back, uh, got it to overtime. Now Tennessee still won. But to come back by 25, that that is the definition of March Madness. Like Mm -hmm. why any team can be any team, any – any score isn't safe, you know. Any lead isn't safe. Like that, that is just March Madness to a T. Well, look at Virginia. Gardner Webb was up like four at halftime in that game, and everyone. I'm sure, uh, whoever the coach is, who's the coach of Virginia? Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett. I'm sure Tony Bennett walked in that locker room and was like, "Hey, we're not going to do this again. This isn't, yeah. isn't even a possibility." And once they got past that hump, I mean, they beat them handedly, like 20 points or something. It was crazy because um, all, all the number one seeds except for Gonzaga struggled. I mean, Duke. Duke ended up being um, in the lead at the half in their mm-hmm. first round game, but Virginia and North Carolina were both losing at the half. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I've Gonzaga never seen Gonzaga was a was a pretty it was not it's a, a good game. Yeah, but I've, I've never seen where number one seeds have struggled that ba- that badly. I mean, Duke as a as a team has been struggling pretty pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to see if there's any other storylines we should really get oh. to. Oh uh, yes, yes, for should. Go ahead, Hayden. Uh, uh, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, Barbara. No, you're good. You didn't say about Wofford, but I was gonna say that we should definitely talk about the uh, controversy with the Michigan State coach and like how everyone's making a big deal out of him yelling at his coach as uh, at his team. I don't know if you saw that or yeah. not. It was like a, a super viral tweet that someone tweeted out. Like, I can't wait till this kind of coaching is dead. <laughs> I think we should talk about that just because it's pretty relevant right now in our society. No, go ahead. G- give your give you guys his opinions. Go ahead. So, so my thing on it is, like, if anyone's ever played a sport, I don't think you would think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's just people trying to be, like, jackasses, for lack of a better term. Like, Tom Izzo is one of the best coaches still coaching, and you aren't going to critique what – I mean, I, I just don't think that that's something that other people can say, hey, you shouldn't do that. Like, you, you sign, as a student athlete, you're signed up to take advice and, and be a player. And I don't see anything wrong with that. So that's my, I idea. think, I think like, uh, did you guys see SVP's take? Yeah. Who, who's His, SVP? He, Scott, Scott Van Pelt. Oh, Oh, I thought you said P. If you haven't seen that yet, Barger, you should watch it. Um, I might have to, but like the way he put it was perfect. That like that coach has, has coached so many players to final fours. Mm-hmm. And like every single player he has coached that's in the NBA right now has like a profound respect and like came out and stuck up for him. And that's, that's pretty impressive, especially, and that should say a lot about that kind of coaching. Like there's a lot of respect earned in like any sport. 
mm-hmm. between coach and player. And like, mm-hmm. and it comes be- between uh, the coachableness of a player in the first place. Coaches who like yell at starting players or players that are on the court are obviously coachable players because they're in the game to begin with, you know? Mm-hmm. So whenever you see a coach yelling at somebody, it's clearly because they didn't get the message in practice. Like they didn't do something. They didn't make the right assignment. They didn't know the sign on the base, you know, it it, it can be applied to any sport really. Yeah. And, and it's D one athletics. So they might not be a coachable player. They might just have like ridiculously good talent, and that's how you coach that player by yelling at him and shaming him because that that's just how you have to do it. Uh, I'm looking at an article here. I literally just typed in Tom Izzo controversy just to see other people's takes. First thing that pops up: Skip Bayless. This is a bad look for college basketball. Like that's the type of person that I'm talking about. Where, I like, hate Skip like, Bayless, man. You just always have to have an unpopular opinion, and I don't think that's that's not a bad look for any sport. I mean, yeah, it's a bad look if you're at the YMCA and your 10-year-old son is – the coach is yelling at him like that. But that, that's because it's recreational. Like, this is yeah. – these players are almost adults. Like Not that – not that like, I think, like, any reasonable adult knows the difference between a 21-year-old kid getting yelled at by a veteran head coach and a 12-year-old kid getting screamed at by a parent because he did something wrong in a, in a game, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like – for for Skip Bayless, first of all, not that he gives a shit, but Skip Bayless, I blocked him on Twitter a, a heck of a long time ago, <laughs> just because like anytime anything of his pops up, I'm like, your take doesn't even make sense, <clears throat> and he has no like no explanation behind it he, except like his standard like, well, you see, Shannon, we have to respect the game of basketball, and like, it, did Skip ever play a freaking game of basketball in his life? That's, that's a great question. I I couldn't answer, but I mean, I just my own opinion. I don't I don't have a problem with it at all. Like, and if my thing is, if if you know sports, if you know college basketball, Tom Izzo is known to be very very intense. Players know this before going there. Players know it going into it. Players experience during practice. You never hear anybody complaining. My my thing is, why even show it on TV in the first place? It's like the media is trying to like create this kind of story. When you like, I, I just didn't understand why they had to pan in on Tom Izzo yelling at that kid for twenty five straight seconds. Yeah. They knew what they were doing. Oh, absolutely. Have you guys every, ever every, seen? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna go say ahead. every every single coach does that. Maybe not yeah. to maybe not like to the amount of like redness in his face, but every single coach yells at their players. But no, but you know. ESPN or CBS or whoever is doing that game don't pan in on them for 30 seconds. Right. Well, so Tom Izzo been in the final four seven times. That's fifth yeah. of all yeah. time. Like he knows what he's doing and you're playing. That was first round, right? You're playing Montana. Six, yeah. You're, you're playing no, on, no, no. Um, Bradley. Yeah. Bradley. Bradley. Yeah. You're, you're playing a team. It was a two seed. Sorry. Michigan State's a two seed. Uh, you're playing a team that you shouldn't be down by and you shouldn't be losing. Like, I don't have any problem with that at all. Have you guys ever seen the uh, the Mike Gundy uh, Oklahoma State rant where like yeah. he's yelling at the media? Oh yeah, about so, like, uh, I'm that, a that was about like kid, I'm a man. Yeah, right. Like like pick on the coaches, don't don't pick on the players. Like so that kind of in a way contradicts what I was saying. Where like these are like grown adults, but but at the same time like that rant essentially is saying like why does the media always have to twist everything in a negative way? Like it's just they have to find something to talk about. And there were a lot of good storylines to talk about. Like you have LSU who still doesn't have their coach. You have Fletcher McGee for Wofford. So that, that first round he was insane. Um, so that was the one game. If you guys remember 
that I thought was going to be super close, and Wofford didn't really make it a game in, in the second half. But Fletcher McGee was ridiculous, and then he goes and plays Kentucky, and they lost by six points. McGee was 0 for 12 on three-point yep. attempts. Yep. I think the last time, I think that set the record, but I think the last time that anyone had that many misses was like, and that wasn't even three-point, that was anything, was like uh, 2002 or something crazy like that. And they still kept it as, as a close game. Like People were saying, if Fletcher McGee doesn't show up, Wofford falls apart. And that one dude, I, f- I forget his name, uh, he was their leading point scorer. Um, for who, Wofford? For Wofford, yeah. Not not Fletcher McGee. I know who you're talking about. I just can't think of his name. But that guy was a stud. Like, yeah. he, he would drain threes. Nathan Hoover. Nathan yeah. Hoover would drain would drain a three, and they'd pan in waiting for someone to they'd throw up a sign or, like, do something. And he just he had his mouth guard in. He was playing defense. Like, that guy's a workhorse. And I, and so, I think... I don't know what year these guys are. Like, do you have any clue? Like, are they, I mean, it's Wofford, I, but. I thought Fletcher McGee was a senior, but I'm actually looking him up right now. But did you see, he made a pretty good, yeah, he's 22. So I'm, I'm assuming he's a senior, but he made a really good uh, comment after the game. And he was like, if I even play somewhat below average, we win that game. So they win by six or they lose by six. He goes, oh, yeah. of 12. So mm-hmm. below average, we'll say he's like three of twelve. Three of twelve, they win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's another point. Like as to the media spinning things, like the number one trending thing on Twitter then after the game was Fletcher. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like like um, oh, well, I like I get pissed. that that's Everyone like a historically like bad game, but like at the same time, like there's been plenty of players in the past that have had terrible games too, and like no one said anything. And like I, he, he's a college kid, and like. It, that kind of stuff gets in your head when you're young. It's not like he's LeBron James and can he's a, almost a th- like over thirty year old man and can right. handle that. It's, that it's kind hard of to convince a kid to not look at social media. Like I'm sure Wofford's been good, but they haven't been this good in a while. Like so, they're a small liberal arts school, which blew my mind. Like they have sixteen hundred kids that go there. Which was that real quick? Which is I'm pretty sure the smallest attendance um, in this whole tournament. But keep going. Yeah, for I would have to imagine. I couldn't imagine any other team being smaller than that. Yeah. Um, but like you can't tell that kid because obviously he's not some guy. He's not a thug of a player who's on Twitter like bad mouthing people talking about how he's gonna trash Kentucky. Like he might be confident, but he's not a douche. Um, and yeah, you're not gonna be able to convince a kid to not look at Twitter either way because there were people going off on him, and I was one of them. Not saying Fletcher sucks, but if Fletcher McGee makes one of his 12 threes, I cover my line because the line was Wofford plus six. Yeah. And I got in on the line at Wofford plus six and a half. <laughs> and dude, at the very end, I was like biting my fingernails and I got so mad because call, betting on college basketball games, I mean, I don't do it any other time but March Madness, but especially March Madness because these teams, they, they if, if you lose, you're out. So if you're down by three with like 30 seconds left and I have a line plus four, that team's going to foul the other player hoping they miss both free throws. And if they make one of them, I lose my line. So by the end of the game, if it's close, if if you have a close line and people start fouling, like I lost that game in the last minute because they fouled twice and they made all the the free throws. Like, oh, so frustrating. Have you guys ever wondered if like, have you you guys ever wondered if uh, like, You've always you've seen it like teams are down by twenty and like the last second like the losing team will take a shot and like someone won't be won't cover. 
Yeah, you know what I mean. Bad. Beats. Do you do you bad do you ever beats. think that they're like thinking in their head like, oh, I'm gonna fuck someone's day up? Excuse my. I I, I would <laughs> love watching uh, Scott Van Pelt do the bad beats. I I watch them all the time during college football season because those games, like the lines are, it's really good. I don't want to say it's really good. It's easier, I think, to bet basketball because you can change the game with one half court shot or one three pointer. But with football, when you have a bad beat. Like, if you're plus seven or you're plus six, like, rarely do you ever get, like, smaller numbers unless it's, like, national championship or something. But they normally have, like, seven, 14, 10, those kind of lines. And when you have a team, like, that's down by 30 and the opposite team or that, that team uh, gets a kick return for a touchdown in, like, the last minute, like, that's one bad beat. That, <laughs> But yeah. what makes you wonder, though, is, like, who's betting on – Montana versus Richmond or, or something like that in football. I feel like that's not super prevalent, you know, like the ones that they show on there, like, yeah, they're really bad beats, but I feel like March Madness, everyone's betting for the sake of betting college football. There's so many games and there's so many things you could bet on instead of betting on the over under for like a D through a D two college game or something like that. So, I mean, you can bet on the Hershey bears if you want. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. You should. I did it once and I won. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I think other than that, there weren't too many other big storylines. I mean, like I said, LSU not having their coach is a pretty big one. I thought Um, uh, the the Florida State player that lost his dad after the first game. Yeah, yeah. And they wanted the rest in peace to him. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say they really wanted to make a story out of that. Um, But because that was an early game, too. So that was day one, I think. Right. To Vermont. Yeah, um, yeah. Phil Kofer's dad. Yeah, that yeah. sucks. Mm-hmm. And then there was another game that oh, uh, Purdue. What's that guy's name? Uh, Carson Edwards dropped Dude, like forty something. He went yeah. off like forty two. Yeah, you don't That's ever really you don't ever see that in in March Madness. He's Someone I mean he's been good. Much. He's been really good for the past two years. So it's it's not like the most shocking thing. But forty two mm-hmm. in any game is just gonna be crazy. I'll tell you the one team that um has really surprised me and I kind of I kind of crapped on them last podcast is Auburn mm-hmm. and I didn't lie in saying that they live and die by the three um, half of that is correct they have lived yeah. by the three Th- I mean they absolutely demolished Kansas I forget how many three-pointers they hit um, so I'm I'm extremely excited to watch them versus North Carolina now my luck is hating North Carolina Auburn's gonna go like one for 30 three-point land from three-point land mm-hmm. but they they have really surprised me and they've really looked good this this uh, the past two games. Yeah, no Auburn's head coach. I don't know if you heard him afterwards, Bruce Pearl. Uh, he just reminds me of like someone out of the mafia, but because Kansas is is it Bill Self something yes. Self right? Yeah, no, Bill Self. I'm surprised I know that. That that's I've come. Nice a long job. Way. Nice yeah, job. appreciate it. A, a long way from uh, the first podcast where I was asking if uh, who was the who did I say was the coach of the Lakers. <laughs> Who did you say was the the? the co- oh, you said uh, you said is, oh, is this person still the head coach of the Lakers? I remember that. I was like, no, it's 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 Luke. Oh, you said Phil Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> and that's been a, a very long time. I guess <laughs> that's like a coach and a presidency later. <laughs> but uh, no, the Auburn coach. He said afterwards, he was like, yeah, I think Bill would agree with me that we have the better team anyway. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> that's really saying something that's that savvy. like, yeah, I'm pretty sure the coach, of the other team would agree that we're a better team. <laughs> but I mean, it's kind of like I said, 
Kansas, although they're a blue blood, I mean, they are down this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, and yeah. you saw it. It's, it wasn't even a close game from five minutes into it. They are missing two of their starters, their backups out. I mean, it, 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 shouldn't, shock, it shouldn't shock anybody um, that, they, that they lost that early. I, I thought they were a really, really weak four seed. I thought they should have been seeded higher because or lower, whichever way you look at it, mm-hmm. because of the fact that they don't have anybody. And they didn't win the they didn't win the tournament. They didn't win the regular season. And the fact that they're a four seed, I think, was a little bit biased. But that's mm-hmm. just my opinion. And think about this too. Uh, you said you were high and low on Auburn, and you didn't expect Auburn to do much. That's also yeah. because a lot of people, including you, were really high on New Mexico State, who missed a wide open three. See, that made me mad because the they like the guy had a wide open three. And, and mm-hmm. I know I'm not in this position, so I can't say you know what I would do. Mm-hmm. But instead of just it was 1.1 seconds, which is more than enough time to square up and get a good shot. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, he decided to do some like weird fadeaway shot Fade to the right. Falling. Yeah, while falling yeah. down. And yeah. it was like, yeah. it was like, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? You had a wide. Maybe, it, maybe it was because he didn't think he'd be that wide open. Mm-hmm. But I, I truly believe that if he just would have squared up and taken that shot, it at least would have hit the rim and give, give him a shot. And and that was the game where right before, didn't the guy. Uh... He passed, passed wide up, open he passed up the wide open layup, yeah. And then uh, the dude from three uh, got fouled. He missed the three, but he got fouled. And to me, like I, I was telling again my, my roommate Tommy because I was working from home that day. I was like, I would be so mad if it was if I was his teammate because he he missed or he didn't go for the wide open layup, which would have I think tied the game. Am I right on that? Tied yeah. the game, and then the. The guy got fouled from three, and he made, one. I think one, yeah, one of the three layups. So, or one of the three foul shots. So everyone's gonna be, like, oh well, if if X, if this guy would have made his foul shots, he would have won. Like, no, if the guy took the wide open layup instead instead of trying to get greedy, you could just tell that that team didn't yeah. have like it was pretty inexperienced for like the big platform of March Madness. So like, I, yeah, just, I th- I think he was trying to be greedy, and yeah. then. Another half of me thinks the same thing that I of the other guy. I just think he wasn't expecting to be that wide open. Like mm-hmm. I think it was one of those things where he was driving in, knew he had time to make a pass, and like it was probably one of those things where like he was going for the pass, and as soon as he made that pass, he probably turned around. I was like, oh my gosh, I was wide open. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be super frustrating, especially watching because, that back. Well, I mean, you it's see, the same thing. Was, it's the same thing as Duke. Sorry for talking over you. It's the same thing no, as Duke uh, and UCF. Like. Imagine watching that back. Imagine being so you had the first guy who missed a layup, and then yeah. the dude who came flying in, and it would have been super impressive if he if he made that shot. But he came flying in, and you see him like just tap 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 the ball, and yeah. and it just floated around. And just imagine watching that back, knowing that that's the last time you're ever gonna play college basketball. Like, that would uh, suck. I I, just, oh, I think because obviously I play basketball, so like mm-hmm. I, I think I kind of know where his headspace was at. When you he's a smaller point guard, and when you have some center or like forward who's like six eight kind of tailing you, you you can't see them behind you, so it kind of looks like you're open. But as soon as you put that up for a layup, it it allows the guy behind you to kind of like make up time and then use his wingspan to block it. So I think he, like I said, I just don't. I think he thought that that center was like right behind him and was waiting for him to kind of put the ball up for the layup so the center can just kind of reach over his head and just swat it. And like I said, I think he turned around, realized the center was like five feet away from him, and yeah, he, he kind of uh, passed the torch of pressure to that other kid. I kind of felt bad. Mm-hmm. 
How do you feel about uh, about Kentucky moving forward? Um, so PJ Washington, their best player, is supposed to be out of his walking boot or a cast tomorrow, uh, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. That's going to be interesting. He's going to be a game time decision. Mm-hmm. I they're going to be playing against Houston. I still think they beat Houston. But if North Carolina beats Auburn, I think UNC kills Kentucky if they don't have P.J. Washington. I just think that they have to have him. He think he's their leading scorer at only 14 points per game. So they're a pretty balanced scoring team, mm-hmm. but he he's kind of the the center, uh, the heart of the team, if you if you if you will. Mm-hmm. So I really think that their run's going to end here soon if he's not at full health. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm really big on Reed Travis. He he looked really really good against Walford, and I don't Ross know if Travis it's because is it? Yeah, really? it's Ross Travis cousin. Yeah, huh? Didn't know that, but uh, I guess he kind of looks like him. <laughs> so yeah. that's kind of true. But uh, no, he looked really good. I don't know if it's because Walford, being a smaller school, you don't have like Taco Falls. They didn't have like a, a definitive big guy, so that might have been it too. But he looked just dominant against Walford. Yeah, so. no, they, I mean, they're definitely the more athletic team. Wofford's definitely one of those, kind of like an older Duke team, um, mm-hmm. where they they rely on jump shooting. Yep. And that's what Wofford was, and that's that's literally what lost them the game. They mm-hmm. couldn't get jump shots from uh, Fletcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was yeah. the dagger. So, Snook, I guess uh, you were the one that, the only one of us that did a second chance bracket. Yes. What did you, what did you change? So, outside of, like, games that you got wrong... Did you change your opinion on anything based on what you saw? Yes. Um, so, so, real quick, Hayden. Play. Yeah, okay. So, I have the games here if you guys want to go through them. And, Hayden, you can tell them if it's a change or not. Okay, yeah, yeah. go yeah, ahead. Let's do that. Just, sure. so we can, just so we can all give our opinion instead of, like, Hayden right. giving his and then we go back. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. So, uh, Hayden, go ahead and start. Uh, Duke, Virginia Tech. Uh, Duke, Virginia Tech. I'm sticking with Duke winning that one. Now is that a comfortable win or is it going to be a close one? Now Duke struggled. Do you think last? Um, do you think this past uh, win against Central Florida? Do you think this is like a learning moment or do you think the trend I, continues? I, I think Coach K probably gave them that speech of like, "Hey guys, you got to wake up." You know? Yeah. Like this is this is the time. You guys want to be national champions. You got to play good basketball. So I think I think they're going to handle Virginia Tech pretty uh, hand, like pretty easily. Um, Moving forward, though, I don't know. Uh, it's like iffy. It, it depends because if they're really that spotty of when they play good basketball, you, you just can't really predict if they're going to end up being a national champion or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spargo, who, who is the guy from Virginia Tech that you really like? Or that you say uh, so, not really like, but it's the best one. Yeah. So they had they got Justin Robinson back, which is like a top five point guard in the league. Mm-hmm. Now he's still, he's still a little rusty. He only had like eight points. Uh, and then they had that other guy, Kerry Blackshear Jr., who's only a junior. And he, like I said, if he comes back next year, he's going to win my Scotty Reynolds Award. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they, I mean, they have good players. Yeah, I mean, I think I like Duke in this one. So this is the the same matchup that I predicted beforehand. Yep. Same. I have Duke. I think I still like Duke. Um, yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a close game. I don't think it's gonna end really tight, but I think they're gonna hang with them. And it really depends on how that the guy coming back does. So, I don't know. I have I have Duke as well. I think they're extremely familiar with Virginia Tech. Um, Duke I just, played Virginia Tech, but it was so they, without Zion, right? It was without Zion and, okay. and Virginia Tech won by like five, yeah. Gotcha. I think Duke wins this one. 
I think it's close for most of the like like a respectable close, not like a two point close. I think Duke wins by like eight to twelve region. I think they know them pretty well. Justin Robinson is just coming back from an injury. I mean, he's it wasn't like he played a great game against Liberty. Mm-hmm. So actually, I don't know. If, I don't know how good of a game he played against Liberty. Don't let me lie to you. I know he didn't play well against St. Louis. Was the one I was looking mm-hmm. at. So I think Duke wins this one, but I, I definitely think that they aren't the clear favorite that everybody thought they were going to be. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, so next one is LSU and Michigan State. Okay. We'll just you keep the same order. Just, yeah, just yeah. roll with it. That okay. way we aren't like trying to um, talk over each other. <laughs> so in my bracket, I had LSU and Michigan State. Um, so on the past one, the change was I had Mississippi State instead of Virginia mm. Tech. So that, that changed. Um and then LSU and Michigan State, I had that, and I'm still sticking with Michigan State winning that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, I, I think Michigan State's just a really good team, and LSU is – I think eventually that not having their coach back is eventually going to catch up to them, and there's going to be some key moments in this coming game that's probably going to come down to, like, having a, the great coach there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, same thing as before. I, I had – so I had LSU, or sorry, I had Maryland and Michigan State, which I thought for sure I had LSU. Um, I think this is where LSU's like, I don't want to say Cinderella story. I feel like I remember I said when we were talking about this that there's a there's a story that the media is gonna clasp to, and I thought that LSU missing their coach was gonna be more of a story than it's been, and I feel like if it's either going to be after this game, it's either going to be LSU fell apart because they didn't have their coach or that's going to turn into like the honeymoon team. Cause I can't imagine that Oregon beats Virginia here. Um, so that's just my opinion. I, I think that if, if LSU wins here, that'll be media's team because it's a team that's playing without their head coach. And it's still questionable as to whether or not he'll be able to make it back if they advanced any farther. So yeah, I'm sticking with Michigan state cause I have them in the, uh, in my national championship. Uh, so I had Belmont versus Michigan State, which I really, mean, Belmont, yeah, Belmont. I mean, Be- Belmont. So that, that's that's the one. Belmont. Is that the one that you had that you missed out of your Sweet Sixteen, or was that Hayden? That yeah, that was my one. Um, Belmont. I mean, Belmont should have beat Maryland, so it was almost a really good pick. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, so I have so LSU versus Michigan State. I'm gonna go Michigan State. I think they're just a better team, better coach. Like I said, LSU has that Tremont Waters kid who's pretty good. But I, I think Michigan State wins here. I'm not too sold on LSU. I think Michigan State wins by at least eight points. So moving on then to the West, it's going to be Gonzaga versus Florida State. I think this is going to be a great game. Hayden, take it away. Yeah, um, I, I think we said uh, before the tournament started that Florida State just has a very like lengthy team. And by lengthy, I mean they're very sizable and they, they're really aggressive and rough uh, – basketball they're they're aggressive i guess that's the the word for it um i think florida state here i think florida state's gonna beat gonzaga um gonzaga's been playing really good basketball but i think florida state's size and their aggressiveness is gonna get to them uh, and i think florida state will move on yeah i don't have much on this game because i thought that vermont was gonna beat florida state which is kind of <laughs> close um yeah, for a while yeah definitely yeah yeah i mean it was a seven point game but yeah it, it was close for a while um and, and I'll give myself a little pat on the back because I don't think people expected that game to be close. But I kind of counted Florida State out moving forward, so I don't really know all that much about them. Uh, Gonzaga's pretty much rolled in both of its games, so I'm sticking with Gonzaga. Uh, one thing I do want to say is Marquette 
I had them going to the Sweet 16 here to face Gonzaga. Uh, my two brothers, my two boys, didn't show up and lost to Murray State by 20 points. So um, now, who would frustrated you, with that. Who would you root for more, uh, Ethan Happ or the Hauser brothers? <sighs> that, that's really, really tough. Um, I would probably go Ethan Happ. But th- that's really, really close. So, okay. Yeah. I, uh, who was the guy with the triple double that didn't have one? Did, well, actually, did, no. Did we check if my guy had a triple? Oh, double? Uh, Tristan Clark. Yeah, he he had about forty. He had about forty to eighty minutes of sitting on the bench. If that counts for triple double. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he definitely did not play. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll move on from there. Yeah, you done, buddy. I'm done. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I had Gonzaga and Florida State. So they kind of did a flip-flop for me. So Gonzaga against Fairleigh Dickinson just absolutely just shellacked them. And then Florida State obviously struggled against Vermont. And then they kind of switched rules where Gonzaga didn't struggle against Baylor, but it wasn't really a convincing win. And then Florida State absolutely just annihilated John Morant and Murray State, which was very impressive to me because the first round Murray State looked like just a championship team kind of. Uh, but I, I actually have Florida State uh, winning this. I think, like I said before, I just think they're a team that teams just aren't prepared to play against teams whose like average height is like six four. And I think it's going to kind of suffocate Gonzaga. And Gonzaga doesn't really play in a competitive conference. I just don't really think Gonzaga is ever truly prepared to play, you know, five to six straight tough teams. So I think Florida State wins here. Uh, moving on, Texas Tech and Michigan. Okay, so uh, actually the thing that changed about this uh, was that I had Florida actually playing Texas Tech. Hmm. I had Florida upsetting Michigan. Um, but I actually switched my pick then, and now I have Michigan beating Texas Tech. Uh, and I think Michigan kind of proved themselves worthy of that for me to choose another big 10 team. Uh, they, they just like Michigan state, like they're the rival, uh, they're very solid. And, uh, I, I think that Texas tech just won't be prepared. And I think Michigan comes out with a win there. So you switched your big 10 non pick to a big 10 pick. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Love to see it. Uh, I had Buffalo and Michigan. Obviously, Buffalo lost last last round to Texas Tech. Don't know too much about Texas Tech, but I have Michigan in the Final Four, so I'm picking Michigan. So I had Texas Tech versus Michigan. Um, I did think a little bit about this. I I still am sticking with Texas Tech here. Very, I think they're a top ten defensive team in the nation. Very impressive against Buffalo, and I thought Buffalo was pretty good. Michigan is kind of streaky. Sometimes they can score, sometimes they can't. Texas Tech kind of does that too, but their defense is at least always consistent. They have a lottery pick in Jared Culver. I'm going Texas Tech. Yeah, and um, just to add on that real quick, I think Michigan's a really defensive team too. I mean, they oh they yeah they Florida. are. So that'll that'll be a really interesting game to see if they kind of change styles. Yeah. Because what was the game? I don't want to go off on a tangent. What was the game where it was Minnesota, where Minnesota averaged six three pointers. And, and they just, uh, in the game, and they had or they averaged five per game, and they had six in the first half, and that was just yeah. trying to see. That was a straight coaching. We have three point shooters. 
they're going to expect us to slow it down and, and go in for layups and we're going to control the perimeter. And I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. I think they're, they're two good coaches. So we'll see if it is a defensive battle or if it's going to end up being the opposite of what everyone expects. Yeah, I, no, I think it's going to be also a very good game. Michigan might actually, and then we can go on, I think Michigan might be the team that I've actually watched the least in this tournament. Um, yeah, I would agree. I, I I didn't watch the Florida game, and I yeah, I didn't watch, watch the Florida Montana game. game so yeah, <laughs> I, I've probably watched like three minutes of them this entire tournament. But uh, moving on, so Virginia versus Oregon. I know Hayden's been wanting to talk about this, so go ahead, buddy. Well, uh, the first time we talked about this, I was riding that Oregon train pretty hard, um, and I was correct. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Um, I think, I think Virginia loses this one and I, I'm going to stick on the Oregon train and I think Oregon's going to go into the elite eight here and they're going to continue to be that Cinderella team. Um, I just think UVA is going to get in their heads about now. And, uh, I think Oregon's going to take advantage of it. And even though they're not really in the best conference and they're definitely not the best team, I think they'll just have a slight edge over Virginia in this one. Yeah, I had Virginia and Kansas State, but as we already said, Dean Wade let me down. Because um, he's I not injury-prone, right? Because he's not injury-prone at all. Yeah. Like I said, this whole region has been terrible for me, but <laughs> <laughs> Ethan Happ didn't really show up either. But, yeah, so I didn't expect Oregon to get here. Props to you, Snook, for, for kind of predicting that. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I don't think that, – that's one of those games that whenever you said it, I was like, yeah, I've heard people talk about Oregon because they had Bull Bull last year, but I didn't think they were – a contender at all this year at all and that's granted they they played Irvine obviously beat Kansas State but they've played Wisconsin who didn't show up and they played a th- another a 13 seed in UC Irvine that's so that's kind of why I think they're going to beat Virginia uh-huh. because like, it's like the first true test and I think they're going to come out like amped you know what I mean like mm-hmm. there's just something like about playing big games that like gets like low seed teams like excited especially mm-hmm. when they get into the sweet 16 probably I, I like obviously I've never played like basketball before, but I'm mm-hmm. assuming that Oregon is going to come in there hot and ready to go. So that, that's mm-hmm. pretty much why I picked Oregon over Virginia, though. Yeah, so I, I'd probably think Virginia's going to win here because I can't imagine Oregon would win next round. But I've been wrong about them so far, and I, like I said, I I actually had Kansas State beating Virginia here, so it would make it would be better for my bracket if Oregon wins this. So I'm going to roll Oregon. Let's let's do it. Sure. So. If it were any other number one seed, I would consider thinking about it more. I'm rolling with Virginia pretty easily here, and the only reason is I think Virginia is not hungrier than all the other number one teams, but they have something more to prove. So I don't think they're going to come in like a normal one versus 12 and just think, oh, we should roll here. I think they're actually going to come in with that mentality of playing to win, playing great defense, which Virginia is always known to do. And another reason is I'm sticking with my Pac-12 is historically – the Pac-12 historically this year was one of the worst a Power 5 conference has ever done. Um, and so I, I, I'm just – I'm sticking with Virginia. I think – I actually think they're going to win by more than 10. But we'll see. I could be completely wrong. Hmm. Um, next and, – and Washington, who played North Carolina this week, completely proved me right because they, they beat uh, – who they beat – they beat uh, they beat Utah, Utah State. State, yeah, yep. which was kind of surprising. And then just a complete no show against North Carolina. So they kind of they did exactly what I thought Washington was going to do. So I'm going Virginia there. 
Um, Purdue and Tennessee, I think this I think this is also going to be a great game. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I had actually had Villanova beating Purdue in the round of 32 um, originally. And once again, I am picking a Big Ten team here. And hey, I've got geez. Big Ten Purdue going into the Elite Eight beating Tennessee. I think uh, – I don't know. I Usually I I was proven wrong by all the other Big Ten teams. So I, I'm just going to assume that – this Big Ten team is also going to win, so uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to say go Boilermakers. So after we did our podcast, I was on my betting site, and there's a bunch of specials that they run, and I was looking at it, and it was per conference, how many wins are they going to have in the tournament? And the Big Ten was over under eight. And if you think about it, just from Michi- assuming Michigan and Michigan State don't get upset, that that's already like – four to five pretty pretty easily you would think so I really should have taken that because I think six big team big ten teams won in the first round if not more um, but yeah I'm gonna stick I had Purdue and Tennessee here I'm gonna stick with Purdue I have them rolling to the final four so I think Carson Edwards is I, I don't know I'm curious to hear your take too spike uh, because I don't think do you think if Carson Edwards doesn't show up that they lose to Tennessee because I think Tennessee is one of the most overrated teams in this tournament and they squeaked by Iowa in overtime, but I don't know. They, they didn't impress me at all. They played down to Colgate, so I don't know. So your question to me is if Carson Edwards – okay, so if Carson Edwards doesn't score X amount of points, so what's your X amount of points? 25. If he doesn't score 25, Purdue loses? Yeah. Do you think I would that? say I would say – Because I, I don't think I know anyone else on Purdue. Yeah, they're, they're pretty no, balanced. That's, that actually might be a decent number. Um, so I have Purdue and Tennessee in my bracket. I have Purdue winning on my bracket. Um, I keep saying, um, I promised myself I'd stop doing that. But, uh. yeah, yeah, I, because I'm trying to <laughs> fill in the space. And it, I'm trying to yeah, think. I, I just think that this is the typical Purdue's hot. Tennessee has struggled. But I could completely see it changing. And Carson Edwards' 42-point night, 42 night turns into, like, an 18-point night. And Tennessee, who's been struggling, comes out hot. You know what I mean? Like, it completely switches. And that's what happens in March. You can never just assume that the team who has not been hot is just going to stay flat. And the team who's been hot is going to come back out and shoot, you know, 60% from three-point land. I'll mm-hmm. stick with Purdue, but just do not be shocked if Tennessee comes out and wallops them. I will be shocked. <laughs> Um, UNC and Auburn. And I think this, other than the Gonzaga-Florida State game, I'm going to say this might be the best game. Hmm. I don't know. I'm looking at this as UNC is going to throttle Auburn. Live and die by the three. Um, I just, you know, I just just think UNC is uh, obviously the more complete program. And, uh, it, it's probably going to – I think you're right by Auburn living and dying by the three. I think they're going to end up missing. They're going to have more defense in their face. Uh, I'm going to say UNC by quite a lot. Like I, I think it's like a one seed versus a 16 seed type of game that you would expect. I'm, I'm not far off of Hayden. I don't think it's going to be a close game. Maybe they'll keep it close. but And, again, they could surprise me. But 
I think North Carolina, their first game they didn't play as well as people expected. Like I think the line on that game was like 22 points. I mean, yeah. North Carolina is the second highest favored team in the tournament, so that makes sense. But uh, they played Washington really well. And Auburn, I just don't think, it really depends on who plays defense because Auburn didn't play any defense against New Mexico State. They really should have, man, they, they should have lost him at New Mexico State for in like a variety of different situations. Like the very last second, or not the very last second, before that, the, I don't want to say the drive before, the possession before, there we go. Um, they left the guy wide open for a wide open three in transition defense. And I feel like that's whenever it matters toward the end in transition. Um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be super close. I think North Carolina, and this is the matchup I had before, and I, I think North Carolina is going to walk away from this with um, maybe a chip on their shoulder moving into the Purdue game. So I agree with <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I agree with you guys. I think for Auburn to win – oh, man, my throat is so scratchy right now. <clears throat> I think for Auburn to win, they have to have, I'm going to say, 12 three-pointers. And I just don't know if they're going to be able to do that. I think Roy Williams That's is a great a coach. Game. Yeah, I think I think they're going to guard them pretty well. I think Carolina is pretty hot right now, and I think Auburn comes out. They might make it close in the first half. They might hit some like late three pointers in the first half to kind of get to like you know like six or seven points. I think UNC is going to win by probably like twelve or thirteen. Mm-hmm. And since your throat's bugging you, so I'm going to take over here now. Uh... Houston and Kentucky. Hayden. <laughs> I just got to point out that you stuttered after you said that. Oh, uh, well, my, at least my throat's not dry. <laughs> That's fair. Got a spike over here with his little dry throat. You, dry can ta- throat. you can take that out if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to take that out. Hey, uh, <laughs> uh, so Houston and Kentucky. I've got Kentucky beating Houston. Uh, slim margin, I think, maybe like – I think this might be the – classic March Madness kind of game where Kentucky hits a buzzer beater to win it. And I hope we have at least one game like that because I enjoy those types of games. But, uh, yeah, Kentucky over Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm going to go um, – I had Kentucky-Iowa State. and I also had that, yeah. I also had that. I I think for me it really all depends on if P.J. Washington's playing. Like I was telling you guys before the show started or this – it might have been there in the podcast. I'm not sure. Uh, PJ Washington's supposed to be out of his walking boot tomorrow, so Tuesday the 26th. Game time decision. I think it. I think they beat Houston either way. But then if UNC were to beat Auburn, I don't think it's going to be a game without uh, PJ Washington. So I'll pick Kentucky here. But if PJ Washington is going to be out, I think the road is going to end shortly for Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also had Iowa State, Kentucky, like I said. I have Kentucky winning. I'm going to stick with Kentucky winning. And I, I think I've been reaffirmed because I think you throw Wofford in any other – outside of the East, maybe in, like, the bottom of the East bracket. But you throw Wofford really anywhere else, I think they make it to the Sweet 16 as seeded where they were as a seven seed. So, I don't know. It, it was just a very interesting matchup between Wofford and Kentucky. Obviously, Kentucky has a lot more athletes because they're a higher rank. They're a blue blood but I'm going to roll Kentucky. I, I hope <clears throat> Travis does well. And, yeah, I, you talked about Michigan, not watching any Michigan. I haven't watched hardly any Houston because I really hoped they yeah. would demolish Ohio State. So they're one of those teams that I have a big question mark on. 
Yeah, and let me correct myself. So I said that UNC and Auburn, other than Gonzaga, Florida State, it's going to be a really good game. And then I said they're going to lose by twelve. And what I meant was <laughs> it 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 has the potential to be. Really, yeah, it has the potential of being a really good game. If Auburn does hit the three like they can, I think it, it could be like a classic. But <laughs> I, I was just, wondering whenever you made that, whenever you said that, and then yeah, like, yeah, UNC is going to beat them by twelve. I was like, that doesn't sound like a very good. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. I, I, like I said, if they if they hit the threes like they can, I think it could be a great game. I just, I at some point the three pointers are going to stop going down, and it could be this game. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys no, want to do next? Talk about our final four, or well, I, I was gonna say so. Okay. It kind of slows down. the The next games play what on the thirtieth? Is that right? Thirtieth, thirty first. After so the sorry the elite eight games play on the thirtieth and thirty first. Correct. So I would say we wait to predict those because we don't know what's gonna happen. But just what are you guys' final fours? Have they changed from last time? And and who do you think is gonna win? <clears throat> the same order. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would just say yes. in general, like, who you have in, in this side and who you have on the other side. My final four has changed, actually. Um, I have Michigan State instead of Duke now in the final okay. four. I like that. Um, I have Michigan State versus Florida State. Um, the reason why is I, I just think Duke being as spotty as they have been, especially against UCF there, I think they, they've shown their weakness uh, even early in the North Dakota State game, we were really like we texted Spike and we're like, "Dude, are you having are you having a heart attack yet?" Like you know, we called it, Spike and he was not happy. Yeah, it was just super close at halftime. I did not want to say it. I did not want to talk to you guys. And it was just so so spotty for them. And I think it's finally going to catch up to them in the Elite Eight, and Michigan State's going to beat them. And then Florida State, I think, is going to handle Michigan pretty pretty easily. And then who do you have in your national championship? Oh, okay. Well, I guess I should do oh, the, the other side, side of the final four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have Purdue beating Oregon. Finally, Oregon's run is ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then UNC beating the uh, Kentucky. And I have North Carolina beating Purdue. And then I have Florida State, North Carolina. And I have North Carolina as your national champion. Interesting. Did you have, where did, how far did you have Florida State before? Uh, final four. Final four, okay. So that didn't change. Actually, that's a lie. In my original, didn't you have Michigan? I have Texas Tech. Oh. In my final four, originally. Gotcha. So you probably would have had Florida State lose to either Gonzaga or to Texas Tech. Right, right. Makes sense. How about you, Spike? Has anything changed? Yeah, I think think I'm going to switch out my Duke final four. And put Michigan State in there. I just, oh. I, and I, I honestly, it wouldn't shock me if they lose Virginia Tech either. Uh, so I'm going to go Michigan State in the one in the East. I'll keep Florida State in the West. So it'll be Michigan State versus Florida State. I will keep Virginia in the, was that the Midwest? No, that's the South. And I will switch Kentucky with UNC in the Midwest. Um, I think I'm going to keep. Florida State, Michigan State. That's interesting. I will go, you know what? I'll go upside. I'll go Florida State versus UNC in the finals, and I'll have UNC, unfortunately, winning. Oof. Oof. That (laughs) that hurt. Yeah, that that does hurt. And it actually hurts me because you pretty much covered your ass with that. Now, if if Duke loses, you can say that you 
saw it coming. But if Duke wins, it's like this underdog Cinderella story. So, you know, you should probably there. stop questioning my intelligence. I'm actually a pretty <laughs> smart guy. <laughs> but uh, no, nothing. I'm not having anything change. I have Michigan State over Duke. I have Gonzaga. Right, sorry, I have Michigan over Gonzaga. If anything changes, I think Gonzaga beats Michigan or Florida State beats Gonzaga and Florida State beats Michigan. But I feel like Michigan's going to be able to hold it up. I still like Michigan State, Michigan, and then Michigan State coming out of that game. Uh, in the South, I had Kansas State, uh, Purdue, probably Virginia, Purdue. Still like still like Purdue. Uh, and then in the Midwest, I had North Carolina, Kentucky. I'm going to keep that going to keep North Carolina, and then they're going to beat Purdue. I'm not changing anything. I'm, I'm keeping Michigan State, North Carolina, North Carolina winning. I think it's going to be a really close game regardless. It, I mean, it, it's the national championship game. That's but. interesting. I, I Ever since this coaching thing came out, I'm almost tempted to put Michigan State in my national championship and then with Michigan State beating North Carolina just because these players might be like pissed off. Yeah. yeah, if they're like the the reputation of their coaches on the line a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, if if they come out fired up and ready to play, man, if they win, a, if they could say, yeah, you made fun of his coaching ability, you made fun of the way he coaches, but look, we're national champions now, you know, exactly, that would it's, be a big statement, and that would be a big statement that the media wouldn't really talk about, but you'd have a lot of people talking about it in general because, boy, is this opposite end of of their traditional media stances on that kind of thing. You know, watch watch Gonzaga win this whole freaking thing. Like, yeah. none of us are giving them any love whatsoever. And no. watch them just kind of just <laughs> go Florida State, just kind of roll through it, kill Michigan State, and then go to the national championship and beat UNC. Well, awesome. I, I've been I've been super high on Michigan State the whole time. I think if anything happens, like, and this is just like a hunch, I think if anything happens, LSU beats Michigan State, and then that turns into the big storyline. I'm rooting hard for LSU. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm rooting for Michigan State, but whoever comes out of that game, I think is going to be, there's going to be a focus on them. So I think if, if Purdue comes out, it's going to be Carson Edwards. North Carolina is North Carolina. I don't think any other team really has this big storyline that you can pull out of them outside of, was the Florida State uh, the guy whose dad died? Yes. So that, that could be a potential storyline. But outside of that, I don't really think, or, or yeah, if Oregon if Oregon goes up there, obviously that that's a big deal. But yeah, you don't have a Loyola Chicago in this time around. Which were they a twelve seed? Is that right? They were eleven. I want to say. Okay. Okay. Because I mean, I think people, no one knew who Loyola Chicago was, so I no. think most people kind of treat them like a fifteen or a sixteen. So like, even though Oregon was seated like a little bit lower than Loyola Chicago, where they were the same, depending on what they were, I don't think anyone's treating them the same if that makes sense no that, you know that makes mean? sense that makes it's just sense. such a common name like oregon yeah. is just such a well-known school well yeah, it, it's like so many it, damn jerseys yeah yeah <laughs> nike 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 yeah man it's wild those ducks freaking you lose bowl bowl and you're still good i don't know how you do it i know i mean it's it's pretty impressive by them i, I get props to them for that yeah so i think we'll wrap up this episode there uh a lot of us made a few changes here and there obviously our brackets aren't perfect we're not analysts and uh there were a lot of things we got wrong i think if dean wade plays in that game i think that kansas state rolls elite eight <laughs> <laughs> no but I, I know the least about basketball of everyone here so i'm, yeah, I'm kind right. of happy no way. dude Shut Snook, you and i are close 
<laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I think we're close. I made you look silly with the Big Ten stuff, but <laughs> you did. You, did <laughs> you also you stuff. also were the only person that I know that picked Oregon to go this far, and, and that's been right. So, hey, it, it hey man, I told you when I was in Sheets and I saw them winning that Pac-12 championship. <laughs> I, I, I knew. Gonna, <laughs> Hayden's exact quotes: "I'm going to pick Oregon because I was in a, a store and saw they won. I was like, oh, Oregon won. I'm going to pick that. <laughs> it, it was a Sheets. It was a Sheets." And I saw them win the Pac-12 championship, and I was like, yeah, okay. Everyone was like, wow, this is imp-. Like, even the analysts were like, this is impressive for Oregon to win this. And I was like, oh, impressive. Okay, that's a key word. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Uh, just a few housekeeping things. Uh, if you haven't noticed, we have a new logo, thanks to Hayden and his his boy, right? My boy. Hayden's I, boy. I don't know what he wants to go by, but next episode we'll shout him out. Sounds good. Um, but yeah, we got a new logo. Starting to pump on some of the social media. So let me look this up again before I talk about the Vagina Chronicles. Uh, at at Vacant House PC on pretty much everything. Uh, again, if you guys have anything you want us to talk about, send it in. Otherwise, we love talking to each other, so we're going to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, right, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, for all of us here, uh, we're going to sign out. Thanks for listening.